Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AGF Plast, with myself, Stephen Spellman. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded Lejande, the one and only, the daddy It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 280, 280 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show, as always. This week, we've got a busy week. There's been two games we're going to review. Very contrasting games, to be fair. The last lot of Saturday, Tuesdays as well. So I think let's not muck around any longer. Let's just crack on. As always, a word from our podcast sponsor. Yeah, so our podcast sponsor, AJF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company who cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work. They specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, ladies and gentlemen, they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if you want to find out more about OGF Plastering, there's various ways you can do so. You can look at their website at www.agfplastering.co.uk or you can email Adam and the team at agfplastering.outlook.com. The boys are on social media. They're on Facebook and on Instagram under AGF Plastering. And Adam himself is on Twitter. You can find him at Big Ads with a Z, L O F C, for some great uh, propaganda about AGF Plastering, but also some very funny views uh, and serious views at the same time about our beloved Leighton Orient. Nicely done. So let's move on then. One trip to tell you about from the Supporters Club on Easter Monday, that's the 18th of April. That's two weeks' time as we record today. We're off to Swindon Town. Coaches will be leaving the Supporters Club at 10 o'clock for a 3 o'clock kick-off. The adult fare is 33 quid. Concessions is 30. And remember, those prices do not include your match day ticket. To book for that trip, um, visit the Supporters Club on a match day or call the travel line 07507 539 579. So before we move on to the week that was, we've got two pieces of AOB, both pieces of a... Good news, up good news. Good news. Yeah. First of all, congratulations to Paul Smythe and his wife who gave birth to their first child earlier this week. Well done, the Smythes. We hope um, all is fine with uh, mother and baby. And absolutely, Daddy Smythe is getting uh, lots of sleep. To uh, he won't be. <laughs> he won't be. Congratulations to XO uh, X Orient skipper and promotion winning captain at that, John Mackey as his side, Walthamstow FC, have won the Essex Senior well League. Done, Mr. So it was, there was always another promotion in him. Um, <laughs> I hope he's got many more in him as well. So well done, John. Uh, very pleased for you. And uh, yeah, hope that's one of many for you in your managerial career. Yeah, lovely stuff. So moving on into the week that was with Happy Monday, the 28th of March, to kick it off. And it was a quiet day at the club. But not for the podcast, as episode 279 was taking the airways by storm. And we put out a sound snippet, as we always do on a Monday morning, to push the episode. We put this one out about um, Martin Ling, and people praising Martin Ling, correctly or incorrectly, whether your, what your view oh, is, basically. So right wrong if you're going to slate him for his bad managerial appointments at the moment, anyway, on paper, you probably need to praise him for his successful appointment although it's only seven games, as many people pointed out, yeah. of Richie Wellens. That debate was raging all through Monday and into Tuesday. Tuesday and parts of Wednesday as well. <laughs> I mean, no, but that's great. But that's the whole point. We're, we're a podcast for engagement. Whether people agree with the views, don't agree with it, but it's all about, if you don't agree, it's about debating and discussing in a, in a nice way in a nice way, not just calling someone a rude word for the sake of, you know, calling someone a rude word. That's the whole point of this podcast. It's the reason we set it up. It's not to be passive and just to be there to hear our voices 
our own voices. It's not because we love the sound of our, of our own voices. It's about making points for discussion mm. amongst the fan base. I remember the first episode was less than half an hour. Now we're struggling to keep it under an hour, um, such as the way things have gone for, our, uh, for, for us at the club. Um, but yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, whether you agree with that, uh, that, that comment or whether you disagree with that, I think you made a very valid point. Arguably, yes, it is slightly. there is a little bit of prematurity to it because we're only a few games in. But that said... Um, it's still a right th- right point to make and, and it created a brilliant yeah. talking point. To be fair, it wasn't even my point. It was a point based on a tweet, tweet that we came in and you know that's why we read the tweets because mm-hmm. it can lead on to interesting discussions as it did last weekend. So yeah. Thank you to Richie J. Bourne because it, without yeah. his tweet, we never would have spoken about Martining and his role in the true. appointment and people's viewing it. So yeah, keep your eyes out for our sound snips <clears> every Monday morning and please feel free to get involved whether you agree or disagree with the podcast because yeah. that's what it's all about. So And it shouldn't be aggressive or passive-aggressive or rude. It should just be about articulate engagement. That's really what we're about. So, yeah, if you're minded to get involved, then then please do. Be polite to each other. It's very easy to be cruel and dis- disrespectful because you're at the end of a keyboard. So, yeah, keep it polite. Keep <laughs> oh, Well, that's how it is. Some people feel more braver. People say things on social media that they would never come up to you and say anything. I'm not, I, I, there's no one in person in particular that I have in mind saying this, but you see it often enough. Yeah. People say things on social media behind the comfort of a screen that they would never dream of saying to your face. Period. That's just how it is. So, you know, we want discussion and engagement with, with stuff that we put out. That's why, we're, that's why we're here. So Tuesday, the 29th of March, is affectionately known as the Huey Tuesday. At lunchtime, the club announced that Theo Archibald will miss... That, uh, that game, uh, tonight's game against Oldham and Saturday's trip to Walsall after the FA issued him with a two-game ban and a £750 fine for a breach of an FA rule. Now, we could read out the rule, but it means nothing to no one. He denied <laughs> using abusive and or threatening words towards a match official following his sending off in the 49th minute in our match against Carlisle back in the 26th. Of February, and I wouldn't like to have been the fourth official because I've heard what he said, and I wouldn't like it either. Not very pleasant. Not not repeatable <laughs> on a family podcast. So let's move on to Oldham away. Yeah. So obviously Oldham away was the big event of the 29th of March. The team was announced at 6:45 with Lance Vigaru in goal at the back. Otis Khan, George Ray, Omar Beckles, and Connor Woods. Central midfield: Ethan Coleman and Hector Kipriani. With the remaining players being Paul Smythe, Ralph Sotiriu, Frank Nubley. And Harry, Harry Smith on the bench. We had Sam Sargent, Sargent, Sargent. <laughs> Shad, say. I was already, I was already going to Shad Ogie, Shad Ogie, <laughs> Jordan Brown, Darren Prattley, Matt Young, Young, Dan and Krumer, and Aaron Drynham. Yeah, that side saw Richie Wellens make five changes from Saturday. Uh, as into the starting eleven came Smith, Newblade, Khan, Coleman, and Ray. Out went Thompson, who didn't even make the squad. Ogie, who was on the bench alongside Prattley. Archibald was obviously suspended and Drynan was also on the bench. To be honest, I I didn't pick up on the fact that he said he was going to make changes and whatnot, but the, the fact that he's made so many was quite a big surprise to me. Um, don't quite understand why Dan Moss is not a right-back over Otis Khan. Good point. Um, we've got a natural right-back. We bought him in for that purpose. You want to, I know he's a lone player and I know Richie wanted to try players that we've got contracted next season on board with that. And thankfully, after yesterday's post-match, he said Otis Khan is not a right-back, he's a midfielder. Good. Right, clearly, that's the, that's the point here. Um, but why not have Dan Moss in? Why not have a look at him? I thought he's done not much wrong and not, not been really given that much of a fair opportunity. And 
you know, arguably for him, if I was him, I'd regret leaving Yeovil, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but yeah, look, it, it is what it is. Good opportunity for the fringe players to come on and show Richie what he can do, what they can do, and perhaps maybe force their way into yeah. Walsall, the side for Walsall on, on Saturday. Yeah, good point. I think that was a lot of changes. When I saw that, I was like, well, five changes. Yeah. Like, like you said, he kind of alluded to it, but I think he alluded to it on the Monday post-match interview that the club put out. And I, I didn't see that, so I, you know, when... The, I wasn't aware that was the plan yeah. with Oldham. Um, you mean the pre uh, pre Oldham? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some of those were enforced. Adam Thompson couldn't play, like, wasn't fit for it. So you go, fair enough. You go, yeah. Phil Archibald was actually suspended. So, that's out two. Of that. so that's two out of the five. And then the others, you kind of understand what he's doing and why he's doing it. But, you know, Richard's been honest, gives him a good opportunity to look at players in an actual playing environment and in a match where. You know the team they're playing it have got something to play for, so it's not like a dead rubber and it's not like an end of season friendly. So yeah, you know, have to agree with that. We had a lot of tweets, there was a lot of opinions about this Stunned one. Stunned opinions in some cases at the time, especially yeah. Les K fifty two started it all off by saying so many changes, it'll be very disruptive. Does Richie think Oldham will be a pushover? I wonder because they won't. Jack Will twenty three ten said experiment. I wasn't expecting five changes tonight. But in Richie, we trust. Come on, the boys. Yeah, Lawton Gamp. So clearly he has an eye on next season now and is evaluating as many players as possible. But I'm still confident the team is good enough to get the win. Oldham will be fighting for their lives, so I'm expecting a good game. Casey Adams, LOFC, said, Why drop Ogie? Assuming Prattley being rested and Drynan had a knock on Saturday. Don't understand Ogie. Yeah, Ogie playing very well at the moment. Paul Skinner, 88, says, This will be interesting if Richie gets a result. That many changes didn't. That'll be a very good sign. Stroud Greeno said, I can't, can't say I'm feeling confident looking at that team, but I can understand Wellens' desire to rotate and suss out the squad. With 11 points from his first five games, he has earned the luxury of being able to make, su- uh, to make such calls, so it's hard to disagree, really. That's a good tweet, actually. Yeah, it's a good, good point. Yeah, yeah. Wilco 300 said, it looks like she's gone mad. That team looks poor. I'm all for testing players, but I think... It's going to be a bit overboard tonight. So, let's move on to the game itself. Oldham got the game underway, and in the sixth minute, Lawrence Vigory was alert after an Oldham attack. He got a cross, uh, he got the cross in, uh, sorry, Oldham got the cross in, flicked it off Woods' leg, and it ended up coming into Lawrence Vigory's arms, which was a bit of a let-off. Because yeah. had that have gone a couple of inches the other way, then we could be talking about being 1-0 down with just a few minutes of the game gone. Yeah, 10 minutes, and Keller Dunn headed over from close range after Oldham worked the ball out wide. And got the ball into the danger zone. I think it's fair to say Oldham started Started much sharper. Much sharper. Looked much more up for it. I don't know what had happened in their camp for them to do that. But they they, they looked like they wanted it more than us. Uh, 13 minutes on the clock then. There was a big chance for Oldham as Whelan dispossessed Ethan Coleman. Oldham had a three on two. Whelan went for glory uh, when he had actually better options uh, available to him. But Omar Beckles was available and able to bl- block his shot. Yeah, well done, Omar. In the 18th minute, Rossitori tried his luck from round about 20 to 25 yards out. His shot flew over the bar. Yeah, that was wildly over. Six minutes later, Paul Smythe tried to create an opportunity, but Pier Gianni blocked his shot that went out for a corner. And Oldham intercepted the resulting corner, counter-attack, eventually winning a free kick in midfield after Smith took their man down. He was lucky not to get booked there. Took one for the team. Fair play. They were counter-attacking us and he was the man yeah. that was able to race back because he's got such good, such pace on him. It's, it's incredible. He's a fast little uh, little bloke. He, he is. is. i got to say, I love P.A. Gianni. I shouldn't, but he always, like every time we talk about P.A. Gianni in this podcast, I'm like, oh, actually, I really like P.A. Gianni. Yeah, I'd, I'd have him in our squad because <laughs> yeah, he's, so he, he, he left Salford and went to Oldham. So there's no way, I, I don't think he'd relocate. He's no, a, never. he's a, 
that northwest kind of bloke. So and that's fair enough. But yeah, I'd quite like Pierre Jarni. Yeah, he's a good player. Twenty eighth like minute in, Hector gave away corner to Oldham with a misclearance, which was taken by XO Nicky Adams. Smith headed that one out for a corner, which came to nothing. Yeah, a minute later, two good chances for Oldham as they capitalised on possession. Eventually, Nicky Adams found some space, fired a shot that Vigrou ended up comfortably catching. And so just to point out here, it's not that Orient aren't do it's not that we're avoiding talking about Orient to make Oldham look better. It's just this is what happened in the match. So you can see Oldham clearly much more up for it it than us. Yeah, absolutely. And lots of mistakes on us from us as well. Hector was caught out of possession. We turned over possession with other players as well really easily. They counterattacked us three on two from our corner. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. From from what we've seen to where we are in this game now, night and day. Five changes though, isn't it? So it was coming. Oldham took the lead in the 33rd minute after another Kipriani misclearance, which rinsed a heart out on the left. He beat Khan a bit too easily, got the cross in, which was turned into his own net. In style, actually, by George Ray. Great goal. Sent a fizzing header past Mm. Biggs. 1-0. 1-0. I mean, great, Paul, great strikers go. <laughs> Paul around, didn't it, really? Go Khan could be doing better, but at the same time, he's not really a right, right back. back. And they were kind of exploiting Khan a lot on their left. As you would. Right, as you would, absolutely. And when your centre-back's heading it into your own net, like, what chance have you got? Really disappointing. And George Ray, I think it's fair to say, we were all quite excited <coughs> about George Ray. I thought that was a decent signing on paper. One of the only decent signings on the end of January transfer window, but... It's not really worked out so far anyway for George It's not Ray. working out for George Ray. He's not, looked, he's not looked that great, to be fair. 41 minutes on the clock. Lawrence Vigarou saved a low shot from Nicky Adams after he'd found his way into our box. And right now, I have to say, Oldham had found their way into our box a few times. They're targeting Khan at right back, as you just said. And obviously, I didn't know Thompson was being rested. But, but why not have Alex Mitchell there instead? Like Clearly, Khan has never been a right back. I don't know who thought that... Or why people are saying Khan as a right back wanted to come as a right back? No, don't believe any of that. Well, Otis you, Khan if, is a midfielder. If you cast your mind back to Martin Ling on this very he podcast, said that. he did say Otis Khan as a right back. But obviously, no. that's not his preferred. Just because players can play in a position doesn't mean they should play in a position. Yeah. As we've seen with a that's few right. players over the years uh, at Orient, Mitchell. I believe I read something called he's Mitchell saying he's saying he's training and he should be back fairly. He's been training for a couple of weeks soon, now. so expect to see him soon. But you know, it wasn't all Oldham. We had a great chance on the stroke of half time as Hector Kiprianu got the ball to Harry Smith on the right. He crossed it in there, saved behind for a corner. Yeah, two minutes of time went up, on, uh, went up, and the corner was taken shortly after. It came to nothing, and that's all there was to talk about as we go in one nil down at half time. Your thoughts on the first half, basically, John? Uh, poor half, terrible half, actually. None of the incoming players have given a good account of themselves. Ray gave away the goal. Coleman's been anonymous. Nublay's done nothing all game. Absolutely nothing all game. The touches, the handful of touches that he had were just nothing touches. And one of them, I think, um, I think he even maybe turned over possession on one of them. And, yeah, Khan's not a right back. Yeah, lots of tweets at half-time into us. E10 Numis said, Prattley, Ogie, Drynan, out for the second half, please. Ray, Coleman and Nublay out, period. Dreadful first-half performance. Bogstolics1 said, Poor first half, Oldham deservedly in front. They seem to want it more, quicker to every second ball, and on the right-hand side of our midfield, it's constantly overrun. Must do better. That's exactly right. I mean, our president said, Oldham fighting for their lives and looking bang up for it. The O's are looking disjointed with so many changes. If we have to lose one, though, I wouldn't be too sad if this one keeps Oldham in the league and Barrow 
or Stevenage dropouts. Orient Electric said shocking first half from Carl Nuble, Coleman and Ray. Yeah, so not the happiest of fan bases into us yeah. anyway. There were no changes for the O's at half time as the O's got the second half underway. Hector Kiprianu went into the book after he tripped Hallam Hope in the 51st minute. Yeah, attendance was announced at 4,619 with 209 away fans making that very difficult journey up because the trains were. I think it was it was a ridiculous journey because you had to go into Manchester, change and go to Rochdale, then out to like it was really yeah. compli- like really long winded. So fair play to every all two hundred nine of you who made that trip uh, up there. Fifty five minutes on the uh, sorry, fifty two minutes on the clock. Amazing opportunity for Royal Satoriu, who was in behind the defence. He was one v one against Rogers in the Oldham goal. He tried to place it round it, but Rogers made a good save to deny him. Good save that just missed. It was kind of like almost yeah. in the far post, but just went wider. The what goal. A different, what different a game it would have been had he have put that away. Yeah, good no sa- fault on his part. Good save. Yeah, keepers done well. Done well. Good save. Fifty yeah. fifth minute in. First O sub as Frank Nuble came off, he was replaced by Aaron Drynan. Yeah, good good decision. I think he'd, he'd offered us nothing, so hopefully Drynan can who can, can work harder. He's got a much more harder work ethic. A minute later, Otis Khan was dispossessed in midfield. Oldham countered, but some excellent defending from Hector stopped Hart in his tracks. Fifty nine minute in second sub for the O. This time Ethan Coleman came off. And on came Darren Prattley. Right decision. Good call there. Just shy of the hour mark. We've made two two subs already. Yeah. 63 minutes. Big penalty shout for Oldham after Hart went down from a Kipriano challenge, but the referee was right there. Was not interested. I thought Hector was quite lucky there. I think I've seen these given before. Mm. You have to be really careful. It's, the thing is, it was really hard to tell from from the, the, fit, the, the stream how much contact Hector did or yeah. didn't have. If the guy anticipates it and goes down, that's different to him yeah. being tripped and going down. Um, so, yeah, seen them given though. Got away with that one then. Yeah. 69th minute, third and final sub for the O's. Harry Smith came off and on came Jordan Brown. Yeah, interesting. We've not really seen much of Jordan no. Brown recently, so it'd be good to see uh, what he can do. Nothing more to mention until Darren Prattley took a book in in the 86th minute as he stopped a counter-attack. Yeah, I mean, I started watching this the, um, the stream quite late on in the second half, and their, their two commentators were, like, were nervous from what I could hear. Yeah. They, they were nervy. They thought Orient might nick, nick something. It. They yeah. weren't confident. And five minutes of time were added on. In the fourth minute, we won a corner. Up came... Lawrence Vigoru. I haven't seen Lawrence Vigoru come up for a corner. Any corners ever. ever. So he came up, but corner came in, Oldham keeper punched it out, and suddenly the counter attack was on. It was two versus one. Vaughan driving the ball forward. Otis Khan was running back, tracking back, but Vaughan passed the ball, went to Whelan, easy tapping, rolled it into the net from close range to make it 2 0, and with that, game true and well. Over. Well and truly over, absolutely terrible defending from us, <laughs> absolutely appalling. Send the keeper up and then we get caught on a counter. Typical Orient, that. Yeah, it's only us that, well, not only us, but yeah, anyway. So that was the last bit of action of the game. The referee thankfully put us out of our misery, blew the full time whistle as Oldham climbed out the relegation zone on goal difference as Richie Wellens was handed his first defeat as O's head coach, losing the game 
2-0. Yeah, Richie Welland spoke to, I think it was Luke, wasn't it? I think David had got COVID. So good he to did. see you better now, Dave, and back at the footy. So lovely to see that. And Matt Dave. Porter was on the yes, Orient was, stream. So yes. well done, Matt Porter. Here he did a very good job. Well done, Mr. Porter. Yeah, the interview from Richie is available on the club's YouTube channel. It's been up since Tuesday night. Richie explained his decision-making behind uh, the changes and his yeah. assessment of the game. And he was fair in in his assessment as well. So I've got to always say, you know, credit where yeah. credit's due to Richie. Take ownership. Take ownership. You know, result didn't work out. But, you know, he makes valid points in his approach to the game and what he said. For me, I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity for us to become mathematically, more mathematically safe and actually move up the table ourselves. I think that's come at a cost to us. I don't think we're in a situation yet where we should be doing making so many changes. He was enforced with two of those changes. We've already discussed that. But I think that there is an issue here around um, uh, the fact that we're not quite safe yet um, and we ought to be doing more before that. I mean, like he says after yesterday's uh, match, uh, about the fact that, yeah, anyone can do it when at the end of April and there's not much to play for but you need to see them in robust situations. I understand that, yeah. but I would have preferred to have won, beat Oldham, and then put them in against Walsall, yeah. so that we, we've we just got that leverage. As it turns out, it's two of the same thing. It's six of one and a half dozen of the other. Fringe players, it seems, are nowhere near good enough. Maybe I'm just being harsh because too many changes unsettled the flow and the rhythm yeah, yeah. Uh, of that. But they're all working on the same thing in training, so everyone knows if you one comes out, one goes in... The only difference, obviously, is that Otis Khan's not a right-back. Um, Nublé and Ray, for me, personally, I think they can like cancel their loans, they can just go back to their parent clubs. It's, it's, it's just not worth having them in the squad and paying wages on players that clearly are not to the level that we need them to be at. I thought Oldham were excellent. They hustled. They fought for everything. They won second balls. They really, really wanted it. For a side that are in the relegation zone, mm. were in the relegation zone at the time, they really, really wanted it. You, they didn't look like it. You'd never have said as a neutral, not knowing anything, who was in the relegation zone and who wasn't. Yeah, good point. You really, you just really wouldn't. Um, and they played in that game like how we played in previous games yeah. as well. Like we were, had something to fight for. Us, on the other hand, looked like we were coasting, lacking any real threat. And I like the fact that Richie Wellens took ownership of this result. He held himself accountable for that, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um... Don't get other fans losing their minds over this. There was a huge meltdown over this. I get the travelling fans who have travelled all the way up there, paid all their money to go. I completely understand why they would um, have the hunt in a different yeah. way, but the fact that there were some so many overreactions is unbelievable. Um, but I can't think that there's a part of Richie that might not be too upset that Oldham have got a bit of a result out of this. I mean, obviously, he goes out to win football matches for the club that he's paid for. But actually, serendipitously, I think that, you know, it's it's not done Oldham <laughs> any harm. <laughs> yeah. We didn't mention the league table. So I'll probably catch up on the league table. So that meant we didn't move in the league. We were still 17th. So six places off the relegation places. Played 39, won 10, drawn 16, lost 13. Goal difference, even though we lost by two goals, still a an amazing plus 11 yeah. on 46 points. Yeah, my views, you know, I thought it was a disappointing performance. Maybe it was too many changes, but Richie, like we said, has explained his reasons for doing so. So I'm not going to argue with him on that one. But, you know, like your fringe players, like your Coleman's, your Browns, your Rays, players who you, you thought it was a big opportunity for, they won't have done themselves any favours. And I imagine Richie's probably going, Coleman, probably loan him out next season, get him in the National League hopefully yeah. the next season 
Brown maybe loan him out. Maybe he's got a few ideas in his head of what he wants to do with some of those fringe players next season. Like you said, Nublay and Ray, I don't think they'll be under any circumstances in the time next season. So as long as he's getting a basis of what he wants for next season and the players, and it's fine by me. You know, it's easy for me to say watching the stream that I'm disappointed, but it is what it is. You know, had I paid forty quid to get to Oldham, another twenty on a match ticket, more yeah. money throughout the day, done a one on the game. I think I would have had more of a view on this one. And get if, back at City. This was my away. If this was my away game, and not for Green Rovers the other week, and I paid my money to, to watch that. I think I'd be a lot more opinionated on what I had seen. However, I wasn't. So, you know, you look at the stats. Still a decent start for Richie. Three wins, two draws, and a loss. We all have taken that when he was appointed, and I think we can all agree. Like we all think he's doing a good job. Yeah. Under the circumstances, it's a frustrating one. But we move on to the next one. I just want to pick up on your point about saying like Oldham were the better team they fought for everything when Nicky Adams came off in the 83rd minute the guy could barely move he was shattered couldn't even run off got a standing ovation from their fans that's the fight you want to see from like the Orient 100%. players 100% the guy could fair. barely walk off the pitch because yeah. he was so battered from it But he was everywhere he was everywhere yeah that's what I think Richard will get out of the Orient players it, yeah. given time and that's what we've seen from it but that was a difference ultimately between the two teams on the night when Coleman came off and yeah. you know Harry Smith it was a quick job, whatever. I their players came off, they could barely move because they'd given that they could truly say they gave a hundred percent for that. Exactly, blue shirt. and that's what we expect from from our sides as well. I don't ever want us to be sitting on here talking about an Orient performance where we were outworked. Yeah, absolutely. Because that means that that's that's unacceptable. Um, so, and and there were too many times this season where we have been outworked, and it's just a hard work ethic. And what Rich has come in and done is put that hard work ethic back in, that closing down quickly, winning the ball back quickly getting possession of the football back really, really quickly. But that's not something that was prevalent in that game yeah. at all by any stretch. So those were our views. We had so many views <laughs> that came in. A lot of people saying exactly the same thing. So a lot of, lot of shared views and opinions on this. Um, so thanks to everybody who sent their views to our social media accounts, which, as you know by now, are sponsored by town and country estate agents who are Orient-supporting and highly successful estate agents. West Stand season ticket holder, one of the directors is Charlie Paul, and he's offering all Leighton Orient fans and staff a whopping 20% off of his usual fee. So if you're thinking of moving, keep it in the Orient family, save yourself a few quid, give Charlie a call directly. The number coming up for you is 07528. 471497. Email him charlie at uk or drop him a message on Twitter, charlie underscore Paul with an E on the end. And just because we're about to read these tweets and included them in our plan, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. Yeah, absolutely. So Sean Mercer underscore started off the tweets. It doesn't take long for the fans to get on the back to plays again. As Matt Porter said on the stream, they've had five full training days had six matches since Wellens arrived. Saturday and Tuesday games will eventually take their toll, hence Wellens resting players tonight. That's a great point in terms of the Tuesday, Saturday. He's not he's barely had. He's only had five full training days and he was yeah. appointed about a month ago. That's a great point, Sean. Well made. Jason Kilby, six, said Hector's worst game in an orange shirt tonight. Time to give the lad a rest. Totally off the pace. Yeah, tricky O said, my heart says the players needed the rest and Richie had no choice. But my head says... Richie, as an old, I'm a massive, massive favour here. Yeah, John W nine 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 said, "I'm sure Wellens will have learnt from a lot from that. Mostly that the January signings are not good enough, and there's a lot of people along the same sort of vibe as that as well." Yeah, hard to hard to disagree given the yeah. performance. Billy Carroll GB said, "The only person to blame for tonight is Richie. 
don't change a defence that's kept back-to-back clean sheets. Khan, not a right-back. Yet we played him there over Moss. Could have been Good Embleton, our jacket in charge tonight. Couldn't tell the difference. At Essex Biz said, pathetic. Is that how you get on the fans... Get the fans on side, Wellens. Too many changes, too arrogant, and a big mistake from our new manager. This game has highlighted how poor the January signings are. Something we didn't need to see again. I'm still concerned now, as we have a tough away trip on Saturday. Lose that, and... Yeah, question mark, feasy ones. And speechless. This was a chance to sink hold him. A guarantee survival, and a new experiment on Saturday. Mm. A bit like what you said, Sam. Like, yeah, yeah, what were we thinking? Should have asked players for one more push. Daniel underscore D44 said, Terrible, terrible performance. Handed Oldham three points and we're still not 100% safe. Absolute proof of how bad our January window was. Our corners are so poor, so when figs went up, there's only going to be one outcome. Good point there from Daniel. Yeah, very good point. Steve Chaplin forces a game too far. Unfortunately, with the team changes, which were understandable, it was always going to be difficult. Nublay should be nowhere near the team as he's not a striker and he's certainly not a wide man. Mm-hmm. Oldham wanted it more. Pure and simple. PM31970 said, Sorry, I didn't get this resting players malarkey. You always pick your best team. Oldham are cannon fodder. They've lost six on the bounce, but that is just embarrassing from us. And as soon as you see the team, you know we're on a slippery slope. Yeah, hard to disagree there. Seb Kane said, I really hope Richie is ruthless in the summer and clears the deadwood. We're a decent foundation, but likes of Kipriano, Ray, Coleman and Nubla just not up to it. Jury said out Khan. Decent in patches, but woe for one others. Quicker this season finishes the better. Steve DF1 said that's as bad as we've seen all season. The changes showed the shortcomings of this squad. Quite a few changes in personnel needed in the summer, especially to strengthen midfield. Yeah, good point. Dave M1812 said Richie would have had a, would have learnt a lot from that. Some of the players he brought in weren't up to it. Khan is not a fullback and Hector gets caught in possession too often. Need to work on the basics, ball control and passing and still desperately needing a creative midfielder. Ian, well, we got rid of one, didn't we, in Dan Kemp? <laughs> Ian Hutchinson, 08, said, Hard, hard watch tonight. Two quarters when going forward, and so slow in the build-up. Olden done a proper job on us tonight. Made things difficult. Stopped us playing. Let's just hope Richie has learnt from tonight that some fringe players aren't up to it. On to Saturday. Yeah, Parksy, 1881, said, Slowest midfielder in League 2 about Clay. I'd probably prefer to experiment in our home game so that O's fans don't spend money travelling to watch. Mm. Being polite, the absolute tripe. Not one of that five that came and did anything to note. The own goal aside. Tip tool. Hapless Hector. Chronic Coleman. One of the worst midfield performances of the season. The starting lineup must have raised an eyebrow with 99% of the fans. The team was a shadow of the last three games and let's hope it's a blip rather than a dip. Yeah, good point. Good point. Gary Torbett, seven said, lacklustre all over the pitch. The fringe players... Just that. You need to cut the fringe and transplant more quality to the squad. Oldham fans were class throughout and they deserved their win. Matthew, 81402115, said it was a poor performance, but to suggest the changes made tonight were to help Oldham out is crazy. Even by Orient fan standards, Wellens did exactly what he said he would do and rotate. Just a shame some of the fringe players are not up to it. Yeah, I mean, it's by the fringe players ultimately, isn't it? Simon G. Cooper says, I was in Manchester for work, so I came to Oldham by mistake. We couldn't pass the ball forward. The distance between midfield and everywhere else was there again. But it was definitely an experiment from Richie. No need to panic. Mm. He knows his players now. That's exactly it. That's a really, really good point. Uh, Orient fan underscore 1881 said, No coincidence that nearly everyone who was signed in that shambolic window was called up for the side tonight and we turned into an awful side. 
We have had some awful players over the last 10 years, but Coleman and Ray are right up there among the worst. Mark Ross, 074871 mm. Surely Richard would know all about Ray and Ublay. They've played over 400 games between them. I'm baffled. He's not the Messiah. We've beaten Rochdale, Harrogate and Barrow, so respect the club, Richie. You've been here for two minutes. The poor sods who made that trip deserve an apology. Springley Neat said, Orient had a chance to put an 18-point gap between us and the relegation places. This was not the game to rotate the squad. Using the fringe players should have been saved for when we're safe. Complacency of the highest order. Yeah, another good tweet. The penultimate tweet on this one came from Charlie underscore Paul, part of our social media sponsor. says, whatever anyone's thoughts are about tonight, don't confuse squad management with squad rotation. There is a big difference. Six games in 17 days, four being away, with loads of travelling, might explain why the squad needed to be managed tonight. Very good tweet there from Charlie. Really thoughtful tweet as well. The final word this week goes to Orient legend at Dean under seven cock, underscore seven Cox, who said, I think he needed to rotate the squad with so many games and so many days, but I also think he knows now who he will move on. Job done, in my opinion. Finish strong now. Clear out. Let's go. Let's go get out of this league next season. Yeah. Thank you, Dean. Thanks for still listening to us thanks for engaging with us we really appreciate that yeah those were all tweets that came into us on Twitter at Orient Outlook so thanks to everyone who tweeted us there were many more after the Oldham game so Carol Langley Florist Prediction League update so our sponsors for the Prediction League are Carol Langley Florist they're an established local business hailing from Chinkford specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events they do Anything from a simple thank you to lavish weddings. They've done me a lovely bouquet for Valentine's Day. They had loads of business for Mother's Day. They are always there to help you with all your needs. So if you need any flowers, get in touch with John and the team. They're on social media. They're at Carol Langley E4 on Twitter. And John himself is on Twitter at EssexBiz. So not many correct predictions Good. for this one. Poplar32, Grunt the Posty, and Paul R. Gregory were the only three who corrected the correct score on this one. So they all got three points in our prediction league and the top of that table will follow at the end of this episode. Wednesday the 30th of March as that now concludes the Oldham game. Quiet day at the club, no news to report on Wednesday. Yeah, on Thursday 31st of March we say happy 87th birthday to Herb Alpert who's famous for the Orient theme tune Tijuana Taxi. So happy birthday to Herb. Absolutely. Friday the 1st of April, another birthday, a very, very big happy birthday to Leighton Orient SLO, LOSC membership manager and superfan Karen Harrison. For modesty, we shall refrain from mentioning her age, but we hope you had a brilliant day and a brilliant weekend celebrating with all your family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. Also on Friday, the club put up the post-match interview for Walsall away Richie Wellens we normally don't mention these an interesting point that Richie said we are playing Brentford in a practice match uh, next Tuesday I think he said it was um, so interesting one to say we'll keep an eye on that one It'll be interesting to see what uh, plays he puts up against Brentford who are absolutely flying beat Chelsea 4-1 4-1 unbelievable that'll be their uh, that'll be their B-side their B-team I'd imagine still made up of very good players though, oh you don't dispute you'd that expect. yeah, yeah crazy don't. how far Brentford have come in the last 8 years since you know we played them on our patch yeah but yeah. it'll probably be the likes of Alex Mitchell George Ray's Dan Mosses good Coleman's 
the the the, the Browns, all of that lot that, that haven't played. Maybe to an extent, Jaden Sweeney Possibly. and some of the other youngsters um, out there. But anyway, we'll see, and we'll keep you updated as best as we can. Saturday, the second of April, the Young O's were in action away at Cheltenham Town and took the lead in the 40th minute through Sunny Fish. And although Cheltenham had a man sent off, they did equalise just before half-time as it ended one all. But the Young O's retook the lead on the hour mark as Fish scored his second of the game. But Cheltenham equalised in the 73rd minute. And just as it looked like the game would end in an even draw, Sunny Fish popped up again, completed his hat-trick in the 90th minute as the O's saw out the rest of the game to win. 3-2. So well done the young O's. They've had some crazy games this season. Well done to everyone involved. Sunny Fish, Hattrick Hero. Yeah. Well played Sunny. So the main event of Saturday was Warsaw away. And before the game, as always, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. We had 169 votes, so a bit low for this one. Uh, in 24 hours, voting went as follows. With 22% thinking the O's would lose this game. 35% thinking the O's would win. But the majority, at 43%, thinking this game would end in a draw. And as always, thanks to everyone who voted on Twitter for that one. Absolutely. So, at 2 o'clock, the team was announced with Lawrence Vigaru in goal, Thompson, Beckles, Ogie Wood across the back, Kiprianu and Prattley and Khan in the middle with Dryman, Saturiu and Smith up top. Subs for this one, Sergeant Ray, Young, Brown, Coleman, Nkrumah and Nublay. Yeah, so starting 11, saw four changes from the olden game. His back came in, Adam Thompson, Darren Prattley, Shadogi and Aaron Dryan. And out went George Ray, Ethan Coleman, Paul Smythe and Frank Nublay. Obviously, we've congratulated Paul Smythe for the birth of his young one. So he was missing from that due to personal reasons. But the rest yeah. all dropping down to the bench. Your good, views good on that solid one? solid start inside, I thought, for that one. Just missing Theo and Smith for me to make that our best starting side. And as we can all see, the bench doesn't really offer too much. I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone's particularly confident about that. Yeah, agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. agree with you. Decent enough team, not much on the bench, but you know, like you said, Theo and Smythe absent, then you mm. have those two in, and your bench would be slightly stronger, but more attacking options. But yeah, not a problem there for me. Again, lots of tweets when that team was announced. Lennon four and Casey Adams LOFC both commented on how weak the bench was, similar to what we've said. Yeah, Len Chin Chin One said, the main player missing is Smythe. Think this game may be a very hard-fought one, hoping for a comeback win, but not confident our team will deliver today. Good luck, lads. Safe hand, 0-0. Zero, zero. first choice, back four, unless James is fit. Midfield needs to give the strikers service. The strikers need to press hard when we don't have possession. So let's see how it plans out. All three results are possible. Kid Samson O said, with Theo and Smythe both out, that's the best team we have available. The mediocrity of the midfield and the paucity of quality options off the bench is telling. Be nice to see Khan do more than just look neat and tidy today. Needs to have start needs to start have mean, having meaningful effect on games. Maybe he was looking for our Twitter feed before the game kicked off. <laughs> Interesting one. And Deward underscore seven said that's a better team than Tuesday. Although I'm not sure what Kipriano needs to do to get dropped. Gord Howard said, without Smythe, that is the first team. Bench looks weak and that's where we are. Yeah, it's so Walsall got the match underway with both teams looking to push on following good starts with their respective new managerial appointments. Yep, 10 minutes into the match, we took the lead. There's some nice passing play, saw Otis Khan get the ball just inside the Walsall half. He drove forward on the right, put it across for Harry Smith, got ahead of the defender and finished very well from close range to give the O's a 1-0 lead. Now, I hope I didn't read that too droll and, and <laughs> without any form of excitement, but 
Brilliant. That was a very good goal. Good movement from Khan. Good build-up play as well from yeah. winning the ball back initially. And good movement there from Harry Smith. You know, he's used his movement there and his experience well. Good goal all around. I'm really happy to see that. And it's not often we've seen Ornett score in the first 10 minutes of no. the away game. So it was a pleasant surprise when uh, when I saw that, that score come through. 100% agree. 15th for the season for Harry Smith. I mean, Harry Smith's had a lot of criticism. I think we've been quite critical of him at points. But I think if anyone would have said 15 for the season for Harry Smith... And he's still got, still got six games left. So ultimately, you'd be expecting Smith to come in around 16, 17, maybe 18. You know, that's a decent return for a striker who, let's be honest, when we signed him, none of us were that uh, infused about. So happy It's a that. great point to make because we Thank looked you. on paper at him and Dryman <laughs> and there was nothing in there to, to look at and think, yeah. what the hell have we signed these two for? Remember, yeah. but, that, but we also said, we also said about giving them a chance to play in an orange shirt in a formation that at the time manager Kenny Jackett wanted them in and now obviously Richie Wellens. Yeah, that is his 15th goal in all competitions. He's got 13, 13 goals and two assists in the league. So, you know, fifth highest scorer in the league, four behind uh, Harry McCurdy, Jamil Smith, uh, sorry, Jamil Matt, I beg your pardon, uh, as well. So, you know, he's he's got a good return. Considering he's not scored for a long time... That's really good. So I'm really pleased that he was able to get on the score sheet. Hopefully that will do him the world of good. Yeah, five minutes later, a provider turned scorer as Aaron Dryman did roll. He won a corner. Connor Wood's corner was low. Rossiteri flicked it towards Dan Prattley. He left it. Ball came nicely to Ayoub's car. And he took a shot, took quite a big deflection, went past Rushworth into the Walsall net. And it was 2-0 to the O's within 15 minutes. I mean, fortunate, but I'll take fortunate. It's not often we say that about, no. about the O's. Nice move as well. Good little mm. corner move. And... I always love it when you get a reaction from like the opposition fans. And obviously, behind their goal 15 minutes in, their former player scoring against them. A lot of fans weren't happy. You can see them all stand up they and give him. it to them. Yeah. Every time he touched the ball, you could hear they were booing him. <laughs> yeah. But shouting God knows what at him. What a start, given kind of how disappointing Tuesday was that we spoke about, to be 2 0 up away to Warsaw, who, you know, decent team. They were very good. Their home form coming into this one was decent it was under Darrell Clark. Yeah. So, Really right. happy with that one. I know it's calm. What a dream 15 minutes he's had. Gets Mike Slim gets an assist and gets a, uh, a goal against his, the club he was at, what, six three months, months ago? ago. Yeah. Three months ago. So, yeah. amazing. Look, Mike Flynn's done well for them. Let's, let's be honest. He's sorted them out. He's got them out of the trouble that they were in. They started to play better football. But him, uh, but, but Otis Khan, whether or I don't know how that ended. Um, mm. A lot of fans I saw, he did a bit of a tweet after the eyes, uh, the, the the eyes and the shushing yeah. emoji. Um, and he got a lot of grief, and, and it seems that a lot of the fans seem to be quite hurt by that. And um, they obviously helped him, you know, giving him a platform to revive his career, and he's kind of walked away from them yeah. within six months of that. So, but that's their business, that's their problem. G- good goal, looked like a clearly well worked corner routine. Yes. And, but as you say, with a little bit of sprinkling of luck on that as well. And I'm sitting there rubbing my eyes, thinking this is the late Norwich side that just lost 2 0 to Oldham and put in a terrible performance. When I saw that side line up, I was like, right, we've got our proper side back now. Yeah. We'll see a good performance here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two minutes after, Walsall made a sub as Manny's was replaced by Lee Tomlin. So we don't normally talk about opposition substitutions, but they'd done this one because they just we didn't have an answer. We were 2 0 up, and Manny yeah. Easy wasn't, was, was being sacrificed for Lee Tomlin, ex Peterborough. Yeah, Tomlin. Mike Flynn, absolutely livid at his team. Yeah, absolutely. Ex O'Connor Wilkinson went down in the box claiming he was fouled, but the referee. Was having none of yeah, it. I saw a tweet before the game that Wilkinson had scored in the last four home games and that he was about to break some kind of club, club record, record for Walsall yeah. if he scored in this one, but not to be his day so far. And the half hour mark, so two, you had a good chance. So he passed the ball to Harry Smith, who 
who went alone but turned over possession inside the Walsall box to Rushworth who came out and prevented the O's threat. Yeah, he was unlucky there, Ruel. The easier bit would have been to pass to Harry Smith. But Harry Smith uh, was fouled about 30 yards out. A minute later, free kick unfortunately came to nothing. Yeah, Royal went close again in the 35th minute as a long ball forward from Connor Wood evaded the Walsall defence. Royal got a foot to the ball but it hit Rushworth's knee and went out for a corner. Yeah, that was unlucky there. An inch, to, uh, inch the other way, inch to the right, sorry, and that, that goes in. Amazing. Yeah, that would have been. A moment later, from a corner, Aaron Dryner nearly got his name on the score sheet after more confusion in the Walsall box. Saw the ball come to the far post, but his effort was saved for another Orient All corner. Orient. All, All Orient, Orient now. It's Amazing. not that I've avoided putting Walsall yeah. into this when I've done this. It's just the fact that there Good. wasn't anything from Walsall. From Walsall. 39th minute, Tomlin, who substituted on earlier in the half, he had to be substituted off as he got injured. Yeah. You're substituting the substitute. How's yeah. your luck? Harry Smith picked up a booking in the 40th minute. Yeah, four minutes of time were added on in the first half. In the second minute, a nice cross from Dan Prattley found Rorel at the far post. He had a side foot shot that got deflected out for a throw-in. Came to nothing. No further talking points as the ref brought this half to a close with the O's leading 2-0 at half-time. Yeah, 4,849 uh, was the attendance officially. 381 uh, away and for, as a first half view on that I thought brilliant first half strong in the press didn't look too troubled in the defence dangerous on the counter much much better like night and day compared mm. to Tuesday night uh, and more like what we'd seen from Richie Wellens Orient side before and yeah Rushworth was arguably much more of the yeah. keeper not than, spoke than about once speaker, I don't think in this, in this half not really I think you love to see so we yeah. got the second half underway six minutes in we worked the ball out well to create an opportunity for Satiru he had a shot from 20 yards out, but that was wide of Rushworth's goal. A minute later, though, some great skill from Connor Wood. Score him, skip down our left and get a cross in. Unfortunately, it evaded everyone in the box. Yeah, first chance of the game for Walsall, really. is a long ball in the 55th minute from the back. Found Roddy in a decent position. He controlled the ball, to be fair to him, but he shot him well, well over the bar. Yeah, 57 minutes. Shad Ogie was tackled in midfield. Osadibi drove down our left-hand side, eventually taking a shot at Lawrence Vigarou, who dived to his left to put it out for a corner that I might have crept in but I think Lawrence just wanted to make sure that yeah. he didn't XO Connor Wilkinson guided ahead of wire of Vigarou's goal in the 63rd minute and Omar Beckles went into the rest book shortly after as he kicked the ball away when a foul was awarded against Silly him. petulant he unnecessary gets, Omar gets bookings pretty much every game since someone tweeted I said Omar booking gets a, Omar Beckles gets a standard booking at every game he, I've been watching it and they keep an eye out for the back he can't because he'd have been suspended by now I think in the last couple of games he definitely has picked up a fair uh, his fair share of bookings and that's silly booking Omar but fair play mate. yeah 67 minutes on the clock Ruel went close as he collected a poor clearance from Rushworth and seeing him out of position tried his luck from just outside the centre circle but Rushworth was able to get back and make an easy save would have been an amazing goal had yeah. he done that. Dean Cox, a la... Yeah, he would have done that. Uh, <laughs> Walsall, I think it was. Yeah, you're Walsall. right. Yeah. Walsall, 72nd minute in. We're all having a very busy game. He got booked this time for a foul. Yeah, a minute later, almost a goal for Walsall. It was a short corner routine. Saw Wilkinson float the ball in. Darren Prattley tried to clear it. The ball just deflected over Lawrence Vigarou's goal. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. But that's luck on our side. Of course it was, yeah. yeah. Dangerous cross from Oaks Khan. Down our left-hand side, was defended out for a corner, which was our seventh of the game. So you can see Orient having all the pressure 
even at this stage. Yeah, Labadee fired a volley into the ground that ended up going wide in the 77th yeah, minute. Nowhere near the goal. 78th minute in the first, O sub as Harry Smith came off. He was replaced by Frank Nublé. 83 minutes, Ruel Satoriu was replaced by Ethan Coleman in what was our second substitution. Yeah, and five minutes of additional time were played. In the third minute, Jordan Brown came on. He replaced Darren Prattley and there were no further talking points in the match as the referee brought the match to a close with the O's taking all three points thanks to a lovely 2-0 win. Well done, Orion. It was a lovely 2-0 win. You're absolutely right. Richie Wellens' uh, post-match interview is on the club's YouTube channel. We're not going to play it now just from a time perspective, but I like this interview. He said it how it is. He answered the criticism from what he got on Oldham um, and explained why he made so many changes. Uh, good to hear him say that Otis is a midfielder and not a right back. Very pleased to hear number him eight. say that. And number eight, no less. He also called Dan Prattley a number eight as well, which interestingly. I've spoken played, to, yeah. yeah, which that is his preferred position from what by all accounts. Uh, he references his Twitter account, but says he doesn't use Twitter. That so made me laugh. He clearly watches what goes on on Twitter. Someone's clearly showing him the Orient Outlook podcast timeline. So, Richie, keep following the timeline, mate, because for the most part, everyone's very positive about you. But, Richie, we know you've been looking at our timeline, mate. It's all good <laughs> with us. Never a problem. So that YouTube interview is available on YouTube. Well worth a watch. Like Paul said, I think a lot of fans respect him because he's so open and so honest. And I think we've got a few tweets about his post-match interview as well, which are all along the same line, yeah. saying it's good to have someone who's so transparent yeah. and so honest. And he wouldn't be as brave to say some of the stuff that he said had he not got the record that he's got. So he's earned the right to say that, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, a million percent, a yeah. million percent. So that's well worth a watch if you get a chance. Lee tabled in. We're 14th in Leeds. We are. That's crazy. So Imagine if we'd have beaten Oldham, though. We'd have been even... Yeah, of course. But you always want, you always want more. Could have, you have, so yeah. played 40, won 11, drawn 16, lost 13. A goal difference of plus 13, which is outrageous for a team in 14th place in the league. 49 points. Surely we are safe now. Although mathematically possible, still to go down. Correct. But you'd be amazed to see it. So... Lejande, your views on Walsall? Yeah, much, much better from us. The polar opposite... Uh, form from Oldham, absolutely polar opposite. Can't believe what a difference it absolutely made. Um, tempo, intensity, all back to where they were in the previous games. Look, Walsall looked pretty poor, to be honest, but maybe we just worked really hard to yeah. make them look poor. Um, but Oldham made us look poor on Correct, Tuesday, yeah. because they outworked us yeah. and we outworked Walsall. Uh, that wasn't what I was expecting from that game. Because Walsall were well drilled and mm. they've done all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, they've lost a couple in their last five, but nonetheless, they're well drilled. Kept Wilkinson quiet for the most part. Had a couple of chances. We've spoken about it, but you know, by and large, the defence running when he was yeah. with the ball in and around our box. Two good opportunistic goals that we took. Bit of luck for Otis's, but it was goal bound anyway. Um, and for Harry Smith's goal, nice bit of nice bit of work from from Otis and and for him to finish. Possibly could be a bit critical and say that we could have created a few more better opportunities to score. What we were talking about there were a lot of long-range shots from the likes of Ruel, for example. Mm. So it would have been nice to have had perhaps a few more make-the-keeper-works, get-them-on-target kind of goals. Good to see Harry Smith back on the score sheet. Otis Khan doing a job on his previous club, even if it was a deflection. Rushworth, absolutely the busier of the two keepers here. And I think this week, Richie Wellens would have learned he either made too many changes versus Oldham, or those that came in just clearly aren't good enough, and he'll have a busy summer ahead of him. I think, I think he was the right 
methodology. I liked how he's thinking, like, yes, let's put them under an intense situation. Let's see how they behave, the decision-making that they make. And he'll see that the likes of Ray won't be coming back and the new Blaze probably won't be coming back. And maybe, the, like you said earlier, the Colemans and the Rays maybe need to go out to... Uh, a National League side again and, and, and just get some experience. You remember, Jordan Brown's not really been spoken about yeah. at all. He's barely played any senior football. He's come from Derby's youth team. Um, so it'd be interesting. It'd be a really interesting summer. And, and, you know, Richie addressed that in his post-match about saying about, you know, do we need to go into the transfer market or do I have that squad here? If I don't give the players a chance, I'll never know the answer. So completely understand that. Um, it, it backfired on him, uh, which is why he's got the criticism. If we'd have, if we'd have made those changes and won, no one would have made blinked an eyelid, eyelid about it. But we, we didn't and we lost. So it is what it is. But yeah, happy overall. Happy we've moved up the table as well. Yeah, great to see. So, my views on it, yeah, I think like we've alluded to, it was a great response to the loss in midweek. I think it was important to get a win uh, after Tuesday's performance. For me, that team was spot on. Very happy with that. Interesting decisions now for the last six games. Does he tinker anymore if he's not sure about any players or does he just keep his strongest team up to try and finish as high as possible in the league? You've got some difficult games coming up. You know, last six games, I think the last three are Swindon, Tranmere, and Northampton now. Tranmere and Northampton are currently ch- all challenging for automatic promotion. Well, yeah. They've got some. They've got something to play for. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what he does. But like we said, good to see Harry Smith get another goal. Fifteenth, nothing to be sniffed at. Hopefully, this kind of kickstarts so his Khan's Orient career. Like he's been okay since he joined us. Probably been a bright spark in what has been a poor team at points. But first goal will be great for his confidence. And like I said, six games left now of the season. Hopefully more wins to come as the Richie Revolution continues. He, he'll learn a lot about the next six games. And mm. like I think Matt Porter said in a tweet earlier, now he's got time to spend with his players and go, right, do I want this kind of personality here for next season? Are yeah. they understanding what I'm saying to them? Is, this the, is Harry Smith the number nine to, take me, to get me promotion next season as a number nine? Is Theo worth signing on a permanent basis? He'll be, he'll be looking at all these things going, right, how do I play this next season? Paul Smith, so. where do I play Paul Smith next season? Is he a seven? Is he a ten? Where am I putting him? Because he can play in so many positions. So it's good to start getting this ideas floating around now. So when the summer comes, he can just go bang straight into it. He goes, right, I need, I need four players in four positions because I know where my weak areas are. And he goes out and signs them straight away and then starts working on them. But like what Justin done in the National League summer, where they came back, he made his signings fairly early. He got who he wanted and it was bang. Go, go away, go and do your pre-season early, go to Portugal or Spain, <laughs> wherever you go and get that team bonding because you know you've got your core there mm. and get it done early. So for me, yeah, exciting, exciting times. And now, hopefully, you know, they've started really well. You're going away to Sutton. It's a good time to play Sutton, which we'll come on to um, a bit later on, but a big opportunity now for They've had a massive for season. Yeah, but it'd be a good test. Like you said, it will be a really good test. So, those were our views. We had a huge amount of uh, feedback that came in after this match. So, again, thanks to everyone who sent their views to our social media accounts. And, again, we're going to read out a few, um, or read out as many as we can, but just because we're reading them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. Boatsy kicks off this one, who says, that's us safe now. Great away win. Need to use the final six games to finalise who is staying for next season. I'm sure Martin has his traffic light system ready to go. Also, need to get as many points as possible to achieve a high finish. This has the feel of the 17-18 season. Yeah, and I think good point from Boatsy. Obviously, the higher you finish in the league, the more prize money you get. So there's mm. obviously a big difference between finishing 
14th to like 10th if that's an option or I don't think eight, it's 18th to 14th it'll be yeah. like, it'll be it'll be a couple a of grand, grand. It'll be, yeah. but that could be the difference between signing X or signing Y that could yeah. give you your transfer budget for next season so a lot to play for Sunshine LOFC so a very good team performance from the O's and a comfortable win Walsall were playing catch up very early and caused the O's no real problems special mention for Otis his goal and his assist up the O's. Ron Sampson, 15, said it was an excellent win. The damage was done early. We're safe now, in my opinion. Time to think about who we need to bring in for next season. Get business done early. Bring in the best players before they go elsewhere. Wellens is impressive. We can go places with him in control. Yeah, I think everyone feels kind of the same around that. SR Barber, 1986. One of the best performances of the season. And especially without Theo and Smythe. Richie. Yeah has really got us playing with a great tempo and work rate and is getting the best out of many of the players, including Wood, Prattley and Smith. That's a good point, actually. Really good. Without Theo and Smythe, who ultimately, for me anyway... I've walked into that team, the right? T- well, there's the two most creative players. I think yeah. it's hard to work against that. But based on yesterday, you know, that means if you're going to put Smythe in or Theo, you're going to take out either Harry Smith, Aaron Drynan, Theo Archibald... Uh, not Theo Archibald, Harry Smith, Drynan... We're also Toriyu or Otis Khan. I don't think you're going to drop Satoriyu. I don't think you're going to drop Harry Smith because he scored. I don't think you're going to drop uh, Satoriyu. So what, how do Theo or Paul Smith get entertained for next Saturday? Good headaches to have for Richie. Very good. And, and I'm pleased I don't have to make that uh, decision. So, um, so fair play. Um, we then had a tweet that came in from Orient Fan TV who said Richie got the performance and reaction he wanted after Tuesday night clean sheet two goals and three points away from home is hopefully a sign of things to come safe in the league now and it's time to plan for next season in Richie we trust Ian David 1-2-3-4 so the very solid performance the defence there of everything thrown at them the attitude shown after Tuesday was excellent onwards and upwards now for next season time to build and push for promotion yeah, Joe Jessner, 16, said, Khan will take the plaudits, and rightly so, but Beckles dropped one of the most dominant centre-back performances I can remember today. He was marshalling Connor Wilkinson. He did very well, to be fair. We've, I've omitted to mention that. He did, because I've been critical of Omar, but he did. that's a great point. Well made, Joe. Well done, Joe. Dear Stu, who was there, said, energy, work rate, and finish them early. That's what has won us the game. Some absolute tremendous performances out there. Fair play to Hector. He's taken a lot of stick recently, but today... I thought he was fantastic. Said so great photos with Super Harry Hebron high five and Royal when he came off that he put in his tweet. Nice one, Stu. And in reply to that, Law Matt fifty nine said, "I know everyone has their favourites and sees things in things in players, but the criticism Hector has had is ridiculous. He's a young player making his way in football. Just give him a chance." Yeah, I think Hector seems to be a bit Jekyll and Hyde this season. Some games he looks absolutely phenomenal. Other games he looks like disinterested and a bit slow behind it. So you know he's a young man looks finding pace, his way. Yeah. Hopefully he has a you know, decent pre-season and come back next season ready to go. Absolutely. LFC underscore Ed. I saw Ed in a picture with his scarf out yesterday at full time. Nice work, Ed. A great performance. Chased everything down. Pratley was all over the place and easily man in a match with Khan also standing out. Though all of the players work for each other. I do not understand why the same group of players can play so much better after a few weeks. Talking of that, Darren Pratley, I just do not understand what happened with Pratley and Jackie. Prattley had worked with Jackie before. One of the main reasons Darren Prattley joined the club was because Kenny Jackie was here. And captain. And somehow, and I don't know if we'll ever find out, I presume one day we will, I'd love to know what happened between Jackie and Prattley. Because Prattley wasn't the guy, and you can say this about most of the players, they weren't playing for Kenny Jackie. Like, something had happened. 
and the relationship was broken down. But for Darren Prattley, Darren Prattley looks like a different player, almost, in terms of his approach to the game, his physicality, his energy in the games. So Prattley's been like, Prattley's almost like a new signing since Wenins has come in. And I think Wenins like, attributed a lot to Darren Prattley in his post-match, like full of praise for him. It says like, his experience, like when Walsall were making tactical changes out there, Prattley's reading it because of his uh, experience within the game. Darren Prattley is, is almost like a new a new midfielder. And when Prattley's not playing alongside Coleman or Kiprianu, both of them look like different players. When they're playing alongside Prattley, they both look half decent. Yeah. When, they, when Prattley, take Prattley out of the equation and put Coleman and Hector together... They both look lost. Lost because they're inexperienced. Shows you what pivotal player Pratt is at the moment. Pratt is 37 in a couple of weeks' time or next week or whatever it is. Muzzle top. He's got that. <laughs> he's got that expertise, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? He's, you know, yeah. he's 18 years ahead of some of these. Yeah, it's 17, 18 years. He's nearly twice their age in some cases. 1965 AC 1881 said, hopefully all the Tuesday hyster- histronics have been put to bed. Stop the character assassination of certain players. Stop the excessive overreactions over 90 minutes and look at the bigger picture in Richie Wellens we trust. Good, Good point. That's exactly what I was alluding to earlier as well. Vince Howard, 73, said that is a brilliant result. Second half wasn't all that, but we played some lovely football in the first half, which deserved more than two goals. We looked a real attacking threat, and that's without Smythe and Archibald. Last thought, we threw that olden game. I'm certain of it. No comment. <laughs> Peter Foreman, too, said the pressing has been instrumental in the resurgence. Said a few weeks ago that Otis Khan could be the box-to-box midfielder we've been crying out for for years. He's not a wide player. Hopefully, off-the-field contract talks are progressing as well as on-the-field performance. Yeah, Richie spoke about that high press uh, in post-match. Yeah. Harry Smith has done really well to kind of yeah. lead that. For it starts from, from attack. Yeah. Defence starts from the attacking players. It starts from the front. Really Always has yeah. done. Yeah, absolutely. Richie J. Bourne said, solid defending. Such a better back line with Thompson and Ogie playing. Yeah. Oates Khan on fire against his old club. And I'm glad that Wilkinson snuffed out of the game Big Ads LOFC podcast sponsor said love the fact that Wellens also calls out the criticism of supporters and addresses it very straight talking guy last manager like that won us a league yeah good point Molly Folly 2019 says the highest we can finish is 12 so send so and so ending Teague's favourite strapline that we have improved in every year of their ownership the Wellens appointment shouldn't hide or airbrush the mistakes made this season but we found a nugget there and there are real grounds now for optimism. Trousers Techno said this game sets a marker and is the best so far under Richie Wellens. Tuesday was a blip, but guess he's learnt loads. Saturday we go to an informed side and control the 90 easily. Richie Wellens' philosophy and communications are excellent. And next year we could be up there if we continue in the same vein. Good points. Really good points. Yeah, Kevin Cowan is a chalk and cheese between Alderman and Walsall. I think we found the gem in Richie, a will winner. Articulate passionate and organised totally boss walks with our higher press and deserve the win Prattley is class in that forward role would offer him a new contract well I think he's played enough games to Good. activate the extension penultimate word this week is Paul underscore LT2P who said good performance yesterday Richie Wellens has got them playing with confidence in his post-match interview he said some good players we have some good players but need a bigger squad let's not make the same mistakes as Jan We've got bodies in, but little quality. Yeah, it's all about quality and not quantity. Final word this week goes to LDP King. So a very good performance and win from the O's. Bounce back in style. Richie has brought smiles and character back to this team. And I can't wait to see an Orient team with further additions and free-flowing football up the O's. Yeah, do you agree or disagree with any of those tweets we read out? And thanks to everyone who sent their views in. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us. 
orientoutlook at outlook.com if you're not on social media that's absolutely fine or if you've got more to say than what a tweet or post will allow you orientoutlook at outlook.com you can message us on Facebook we are Orient Outlook Podcast and we are on Instagram Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast yeah lovely stuff so Carol Langley Florist Prediction League update well over 100 predictions yesterday only one was correct. So well done to Rob J. Bennett, who was the only person who correctly predicted the results. So he gets three points. That means the top of the prediction league with six games left is as follows. So Wadsey leads the way on 26 points. His closest challenger is Leighton mm-hmm. Ori on 22 points. With Dan Alton 2590, LFC Teresa and Poplar 32 all joint third on 19 points. Thank you for all of your predictions. Six matches left. There's still many points to be won it can all change in the blink of an eye so it get predicted can. Yeah. it literally can one game and the correct result and scorers can literally change that and turn it on its head so that is uh, Walsall complete now so let's move on then to Sunday the 3rd of April the ladies were in action against Ridgeway Rovers this morning they won very convincingly 8-0 Almeida bagged the hat-trick Warsfield Copeland bagged the brace Manley got a goal and own goal finished the score in there so an absolutely overwhelmingly convincing yes. win from the ladies so well done to the ladies absolutely well done ladies and an hour and four minutes and four 40 seconds, time to wrap up this bad boy. So fantasy football update, Jack Merritt is top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League. He's got 2,196 mm. points. Ahead of Dennis Hall in second place, who's got 2,090 points. I'm in 178th place out of 315 players. I'm gonna That's where top. you're going to be. I'm going to aim for top 150, I'll take that. See what happens, my friend. Oh, big things, right? Positives <laughs> and negatives. We've got a couple of positives, but more. Sorry, a couple of negatives, but more positives. The positives this week, obviously, the performance against Walsall, the fact that we've got a clean sheet, scored two goals. Harry Smith's now on fifteen goals for the season. We've moved up the league. We're now fourteenth in League Two, and our goal difference, as we mentioned earlier, is absolutely fantastic compared to those around us. We have got an extremely good goal difference. Um, arguably, probably top top ten, top eleven. Oh, easy, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, very happy with that. So, yeah, five negatives. Sorry, five positives. We've got two negatives, both coming from Tuesday. So, first of all, you know, we look at this on a weekly basis. The first negative was the performance against Oldham. It wasn't great. Uh, I think we've all alluded to that. We saw that in our highlights and post-match views. And the second negative is the depth of the squad. Obviously, five players came in for the Oldham game. None really covered themselves uh, in glory. Again, we'd expect right. the summer where we see a bit of activity with that one. So Yeah, so that moves us on nicely then to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. There were three nominees up this week. Otis Khan for his performance against his old club Walsall. Harry Smith for his goal against Walsall. And Lawrence Vigarou uh, for some of the saves that he made against Oldham and also for his clean sheet yesterday and the winner with 83% of the vote is it's Otis Khan so well done to Otis I mean surprisingly it's probably worth shouting out though Sonny Fish hat trick for the yeah. team well done Sonny Fish and the ladies 8-0 eight eight nil. Nil. yeah well done. lots of positives around the club yeah. amazing what a, a difference a week can make if this if we'd won on Tuesday and lost yesterday this would be a more downbeat podcast but if you're going to win one and lose one in the week it's always better for us anyway to lose on Tuesday <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So next week's fixtures now. Like Paul said, the Tuesday, Saturday this season, they're all gone. Just the one fixture coming up next week. We've got Sutton United away on Saturday the 9th of April. Last time we went there, beat them 2-1. Thanks for McCauley Bond. 
last minute penalty. Do you remember the keeper that was doing the kick up? Yeah, and James Dayton getting sent mm. off for breaking his leg, <laughs> which is just insane, wasn't it? The referee or something, wasn't it? Kicking wasn't the ball, ball. Yeah, throwing the ball, yeah. yeah. So Sutton, Sutton have had a great season. They're 11th in League Two. I think they, they could still make the playoffs if they, uh, if they sort themselves out. Weren't in action on Saturday in the league. Played today in the EFL Trophy final. Went to extra time. They were 2 1 up with 96 minutes against Rotherham. Mm. Rotherham equalised, then won the game 4 2. So they're all going to be absolutely knackered and maybe even a, down, a bit downbeat after losing that final. Or I might go the other way where they use that as the motivation maybe, to get yeah. the other way. Well, they've lost three of their last five games, they've only won one in five. That would so. be the Wembley effect on their players. Thinking, maybe. Yeah. And plus, yeah. they'll look at that and even if they finish 11, they'll go, that's been an amazing season for some. That said, though, they've lost, drawn, and won their last three games okay. in that Not order. Bad. So, yeah, it's good. So. Might see people at Sutton. I won't be there, but there'll be loads of those fans there. It'll be a big away attendance. Well, it's already sold, sold out, out, to be fair. So you can't get tickets anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So let's round this up then. Sponsorship reminder. So don't forget, the best for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. Yeah, so that is it. We are done. Thank you for joining us for episode 280. It was a mixed week on the pitch. We lost 2-0 away at Oldham who hadn't won in six games as Richie Wellens made several changes and would have learned a lot from what he saw. However, this was followed up with an excellent 2-0 away win at Walsall on Saturday which saw a more familiar team and another very good performance under the management of Richie as O's fans everywhere continue to be impressed by the new man in charge. Yeah, next week, Richie and Paul, uh, that's Paul Terry, not me, will have a clear week <laughs> on the training ground to prepare for a tough test away to Sutton United next Saturday, who have exceeded expectations in their first season in League Two. So let's hope this time next week we'll be talking about another win. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate that very much. It helps casual fans who are looking for uh, an LOFC fix to find us. That would be great. Or if you're whatever platform you're on, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all of our episodes available as soon as we upload them. We're also on Smart Speakers and the Fan Hub app, which is brilliant. So listening to this podcast could not be any easier. Yeah, if you have an older relative, a loved one, an orange chum, anyone who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, put it on their speakers and pass the pods. We'll be back with episode 281 next week, just 19 away from the big 300. Breaking the back of the 200. Yeah, yeah. man, with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.